Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus. Come on, let's give it up for our worship team tonight. We love you guys. Thank you for serving us. Come on, y'all can do better than that. Let's give it up for Rachel and our team. Real life, I missed you so much this summer. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. Love you guys so much. God is good. Amen. Y'all ready for school? Y'all having fun? First couple days of school been good? No. Y'all ready for God's word tonight? Come on, y'all. Y'all ready for God's word tonight? Tonight, Pastor One clearly communicated we are starting our identity series. Reach, engage, advance, and lead. That's who we are. And tonight, we have been reached by the love of God. Amen? That's who we are as a student ministry, and that's who we are as individuals. Tonight, we need to recognize that real life is not a building. Real life is us. We are real life. Um, I was thinking about it in, in preparing for tonight's message, and uh, I was thinking about how important and how, how good it feels to be accepted, right? It, uh, nobody likes to be rejected. It, it feels good to um, belong somewhere, right? Um, one time Jubilee and I were on a road trip. It was really fun. We were driving from Northern Illinois back home to Georgia and, uh, we actually drove through the city of Indianapolis and, uh, we'd never been to Indianapolis before. And, and so we decided let's check things out. This is a, could possibly be the one and only time we're in this city. So let's, let's see what Indianapolis is all about. So we were like walk, not walking, but we were driving around town. We found this awesome mall. And uh, right beside this awesome mall was this humongous cathedral. And it was like one of the cathedrals we had seen in uh, England. And um, we did a study abroad our senior year of college. It was awesome. We spent three and a half months in Cambridge. That's apart from the story. It doesn't matter. But we we saw this cathedral and we're like, hey, um, me and my wife and our adventurous self, we were like, hey, let's go see if we can get in that place, right? And so we pull over, we, we find a parking spot, and we walk to this cathedral, and um, we're, we're on this sidewalk, and there's a door. And it's not like the main entrance, it's like a side door. And I'm looking at Jubilee, she's looking at me, and we're like, hey, should we try this? She's like, of course. And I'm like, of course, let's do this. And so we try the doorknob, and sure enough, it's open. Hey, we're good. We walk in, and it's, beautiful. it's just as beautiful on the inside as it is on the outside. And it's so cool. We're walking around, and the next thing we know, we, we turn a corner, and um, there's this person in this nice button-up suit, and it's, he's, like, decked out, and he looks at us. We turn the corner, and he's like, hey, are y'all here with the tour? And I know my better judgment, I probably sh- I'm confessing right now. Um, we were like, yes, sir. <laughs> We probably should have made a different decision at that point, but I said, yes, sir, and he was like, oh, you, you're 
you're falling behind. Come on, it's right over here. And so we got into this tour that all of a sudden we are being displayed and, and there's a tour guide like guiding us through this huge cathedral. And it turns out this was a mason cathedral. It was a Freemason building. And um, that's kind of like a cult, if you don't know. And um, there, there's scriptural references in the Bible that says we're not to have secret societies, and Freemasons are definitely a secret society. And so the, this guide is like showing us everything and telling us all about this building, and we're like, wow, this is cool. And it got to the near the end of the tour, and, and we still have a lot of questions because he's not answering them. And so Jubilee, of course, my wife is like, hey, what's that? And what's this? What does this mean? And, and keeps asking over and over. And over and over, this guy would like tell us, no, you don't belong, so we can't tell you. you don't you're not a Freemason, so you're not allowed to know. You're not free to know that information. You don't belong. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be respectful, but you just simply don't belong. And, and I remember the feeling in that moment where it was like, what in the world is this? This is something that is supposed to be representing something divine, and then all of a sudden you're telling me I don't belong. I remember what that feeling felt like to be in a supposed sanctuary of God and being told I didn't belong. That was something I, I was not fond of, a feeling I was not happy to embrace. And I wonder tonight how many of us in this room have that similar feeling when you walk into the church and you think I don't belong. Tonight, my purpose in this message is to make sure without a shadow of a doubt that you know and you believe deep within you that you have been reached out to by the love of Jesus and that you belong here. That's where you say amen. Praise the Lord. See, we live in a unique day and age, young person. Our generation has so much to deal with. We have the capability to communicate globally with a world of information at our fingertips. One of the biggest struggles our generation faces is discovering and holding on to our true God-given identity. Just think about it for a second. We are the generation that was born in the same time frame that headlines of terrorism became commonplace in the news after 9-11. Terror and the war on terror has not stopped since the day many of us have been born. It's been a constant in our lives. We are the generation that the vast majority lives with either distant or absent parents. A generation that is pained by divorce and blended homes. We are the generation that grew up and lives in economic recession, so nothing seems to be stable. Think about it. We live in the generation where the concept of marriage and family and the gender roles and sexual orientation debates have brought confusion and disruption to our culture. That's our generation. We're the generation that is still fighting against discrimination. As we were in El Salvador, it was crazy. I was seeing things on social media just a few weeks ago where it seemed like the racial tensions began to grow even in our city where there was rumors of riots and, and protests. Discrimination is, is the day and age that we live in. We're in a generation that feels more comfortable starting and maintaining relationships behind the safety of a screen rather than in person. Tonight, with all the stress and with all the pressure that life holds, we believe 
that you belong here, young person. With all of those things coming against you, we believe that you belong here. We love you at real life. And we hope tonight that you are aware that your identity is not in what you are surrounded by. Your identity is found in who you belong to. Your identity is not who you're surrounded by, but it's who you belong to. Who you belong to matters, and I believe that you belong to God and that you belong to this ministry at Real Life. We want each and every one of you to belong here at Real Life Student Ministries. This month, a new era begins for Real Life. For the past 20 years, we have been a ministry that is focused on the foundational principles that we've been reached by the love of Jesus. We engage in Christian community. We are a family and not just an organization. We advance in our faith so that we can lead others to Jesus. We are real life. This semester, we're trying some new things. The new real life is here. It's now. It's happening. This week, we're launching a full-blown middle school service for 6th through 8th grade. It's going to be awesome. High school students from this point until we do some construction in the back, which is going to be happening very soon. High school students will be taking advantage of some of the new technology that Caleb has put into this amazing sanctuary. And there's some seats in this room that high school students, I'm going to challenge you, I'm going to dare you to fill over the next few weeks. Because we're going to take our schools with the love of Jesus. And middle school students, we're not going to give you a short-changed ministry. We're going to have you in the real-life auditorium with full-blown worship and a full-blown service. You're going to play those crazy, gross games that Juan loves. And I can't stand. We're going to have some of our pastoral staff, including myself, preaching God's Word. It's a full service for our middle school students. It's going to be awesome back there. We're going to make improvements so it's the best for you middle school students. Because that's our heritage. That's our future. We're going to develop the middle school ministry so that real life can be all that it's called to be. Not just now, but five and ten years from now. It's, this is a movement and it's, it's a generation that's hungry for more of Jesus. That's what real life is. Because we've been reached by the love of Jesus. Another awesome thing that's about to happen is Columbus Leadership College begins in a few days. I believe the best is yet to come for for this generation. I believe we have been called to change the youth culture in our city. I believe you are exactly where you need to be tonight because you belong at Real Life Columbus. This is our identity series. And tonight is about the reach of God's love for you and for me. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 15. And I want to challenge you, we are not men and women who are perfect. We are a family that has been reached by the love of Jesus. Everything we do, everything we say, sometimes there's going to be mistakes made along the way. But one thing you can be sure of, even if we're not perfect at times, we have been reached by the love of Jesus. In Luke chapter 15, it starts in verse 11. Jesus told them this story. It says this, a man who had two sons. He had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. 
So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money on wild living. About that time, his money had run out. A great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And a man, this man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. It's pretty gross. I don't know if you all have been around pigs, but they smell. They're ugly, and they're scary. It's, it's not a fun job. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. It's disgusting. No one gave him anything. No one gave him anything. Think about that. He, he didn't belong anywhere. The first thing I believe God wants us to understand from this parable and about reach is this. The Father heart of God would rather give you the choice than force you to accept his love. The Father heart of God would rather give you a choice than to force you to accept his love. The Son said, give me my share. Let me go. I want something different. In his arrogance, what he was saying is, Dad, you've provided for me. You've raised me. You've given me a future. But I got this from now on. I got this from this point forward. I, I'll make all the decisions for my life. I don't need your support. I don't belong in this family in, anymore. In fact, I want my inheritance because I'd rather have the money than you. Jesus wants us to know that free moral choice is a gift. This, this semester, you're going to have a choice whether to accept the love of God or reject it. Each and every morning when you wake up, you're going to have a choice. Am I going to accept being a part of the family of God or am I going to go with the flow and be swept away in the current of our culture? The father could have easily told this son, boy, you crazy. Shut up and do your homework, right? He could have said, you ain't getting none of my money now. I'm giving it to your other brothers, right? That's, that's probably what would happen in our day and age if, if the son did this. But instead, Scripture says his father agreed and divided his property between his sons, honoring his free choice to go. Honoring it. This was, young person, this was an expression of true and perfect love. There was no manipulation. This teaches us that, that fear tactics are not a part of the father's heart for us. It's not just a situation where we should be afraid that we're going to go to hell. But it's, it's a situation where God's love is reaching to us each and every day, and he gives us a free choice to accept it or reject it. Tonight, we need to be reminded that the love of God is always reaching out to you despite the choices you embrace. The love of Jesus is always reaching, even when you choose to spit in his face. Oh, that's such good news in a room full of imperfect people. It's such good news. His, this son said, I wish you were dead, Dad. And yet the father gave him everything he had to give. Think about that for a second. That's what we do on a daily basis. And that's what God does for us on a daily basis. You may reject me at times with your choices. But God says, I'm still going to give you everything I've got. 
It's a powerful truth. Young person, we believe at Real Life Columbus that the love of God is not determined by your choice to accept or reject his love. The love of God and the affection of heaven is still reaching out to you no matter what you choose. He never stops loving you even when you choose to reject him. Someone in this room tonight needs to hear that if you have breath in your lungs and life in your body, the Father God is madly in love with you. Someone needs to hear that tonight. It's not too late. If you have breath in your lungs, it's not too late because God's love is reaching to you right now. That's the first and main reason we belong here at Real Life is because we've been reached by God's love. We've been reached by the love of Jesus. Unfortunately, with the crazy world we live in and the chaos that surround us, the immaturity and the naivety that we possess from limited life experience, we take for granted the love of God and how it's constantly reaching out to us. Unfortunately, that's what we do. And so for this reason, we're doing our identity series. We want you to, at the very beginning of your semester, recognize that we cannot take for granted the love of God this semester. We can't take it for granted and think, we got this on our own. We're going to move this city on our own. No, it's only through the love of God that anything significant happens in this world. The son took his father's love for granted. And just like the son, many of us find ourselves willing to forfeit our eternal inheritance for instant gratification. We forfeit what's eternal for what's instant. Just like today, sin had to be fun in order for the son to be willing to wager his entire future on wild living. Think about it. Y'all know there's some things in this world that are ungodly that for a season are good. It, it will give you a good time for a season. That's what the scripture teaches us. And many of us in this room have done what this son did. Rather than find security in the love of God, rather than find protection in the love of God, rather than embracing hope for our future that the love of God provides, we choose to give up the future we have in Jesus to have instant gratification now. Young person, hear my heart tonight. You belong here at Real Life. The last thing God wants is for you to live a life of sin. And it's the same for us. We want the best. We want you to walk in freedom. We want you to walk in sanctification. We want you to walk holy as God is holy. But you belong here. The love of God is reaching to you tonight, and it will always be reaching. My heart tonight, which I believe is the heart of God, is for you to understand that dangerous things happen when you walk away from where you belong. Dangerous things will happen this semester if you choose to ignore God's reach of love in your life. We, when we run from the love of God and the family of God that he has provided for us, we starve. We starve spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. There's so many ways. Running from the love of God will leave you empty and alone. The scripture said that no one gave this son anything. The favor of God was removed from his life. He tried and he strived in his own strength and yet had nothing. We may not starve of physical hunger or suffer from homelessness like this young man, but many in the room are starving for affection. 
That's why we're running from relationship to relationship, trying to fill the void in our hearts. Many of us in the room are starving for approval from all the wrong people. Instead of caring about what God thinks and what our family thinks, we strive to gain the approval of people we will possibly not know in 10 years from now. Many of us are starving to try things we know are dangerous and off limits because you feel trapped and restricted. And everything inside of you just wants to be free and rebellious, so I'm just going to go for it even though I know I'm wrong. The new real life is a ministry that's dedicated to reaching out to those who are empty with the love of Jesus. Because we've been reached by the love of Jesus. We are people who realize that it feels good to be pursued. It feels good to be desired. We're people who realize it feels good to be wanted. Amen? Because God wants us and desires us and pursues us. We will be the men and women of God who reach out with God's love until everyone realizes the fact that you belong here. We're going to do that this semester and for the rest of this year. If you walk away tonight and choose to believe the lie that you don't belong here, this is what will eventually happen. When you distance yourself from the reach of God's love, even disgusting things will appear appealing. Read that. When you distance yourself from the reach of God's love, even disgusting things will begin to appear appealing. Here's what I mean. Separating yourself from the love of God and the family of God distorts how we think and how we see life. The son wanted to eat the pods the pigs were eating. Pigs. It, that sounds crazy to me, doesn't it? It sounds so, so distorted in his mind. It sounds crazy. It's, it's about as crazy as the ladies in this room that are embracing a little boy who does not have a clue who he is or any means to support you long term and embracing him in a sexual relationship who will eventually leave you empty and feeling used, as opposed to wanting to save yourself for marriage. It, it sounds similar. It's like, I want to eat this nasty pig slop. Or, or I could just get sloppy in the bed. Come on now, it's disgusting. It's crazy. Premarital sex will destroy your life. But that's what happens when you distance yourself from the reach of God's love. It's about as crazy as using substances like smoking weed or drinking alcohol that shut off oxygen from getting to your brain. So instead of being capable of making rational, reasonable decisions, you're literally not yourself. Out of your mind and out of control, that's, that's about as crazy. That's what happens when we distance ourselves from God's love. It's about as crazy as listening to a culture that is telling you to embrace your homosexual tendencies because that's who you were born to be. When God clearly made an order to our physical bodies and created men to be with women and women to be with men. It's crazy, but, but when we separate and choose to push away the reach of God's love, we begin to think and rationalize and think in distorted ways that are just crazy. I've come to tell you tonight that it's, a, it's about as crazy as when you're here in this incredible ministry with people who love you and care about you 
And there's a family of mentors and leaders who, who invest time and energy into your life and have your best interests in mind. It's about as crazy as the people who have a wealth of knowledge and understanding and life experience to pass along to you. It's about as crazy as saying, I don't need that support system. I got this on my own. I'm 16. I got it. It's crazy. But that's what happens when we distance ourselves from the reach of God's love. I've come tonight to tell you that you need this ministry and that you belong here at Real Life. Luke 15, verse 17 says that when he, and this, this phrase is so powerful, young person. This phrase is what I'm asking God constantly for your life. It says when he finally came to his senses. Tonight I'm believing that, that someone in this room is finally going to come to their senses, that the love of Jesus has been reaching out to you for years. It says that finally when he came to his senses, he said to himself, at home even the hired servants have food to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. Some of you in this room have been rejecting the love of God and have wondered why things are so difficult. One reason might be the fact that God will let us hit rock bottom for us to come to our senses. It, it'll be until you're so emotionally spent. You've got nothing else on that. You feel like such a shell on the inside because the enemy of your soul just continually haunts you. You know He knows what you've done. He, he reminds you of all the times you rejected the love of God. And he gets into your spirit and just speaks those negative and it just destroys you on the inside. One reason might be the fact that God will let us hit rock bottom. This provides... This proves to us that although we've been running, his love has always been reaching out. But here's what I know true, that's true of the love of God. If you're at that place of being at the bottom, you have not gone too far beyond the reach of the love of God. No one in this room is too far beyond the reach. The scripture says his arm is not too short and his hand is not too weak to seek and to save that which is lost. It's a powerful principle, God's reach. The story keeps going, and he says in verse 18, I'll go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against you and against heaven. I'm no longer worthy. Tonight, your worth is not based on your feelings, students. Your worth and your identity is found in who you belong to. But his father said to his servants, quick, quick, guys. Hey, hey, bring the finest robe. Put it on him. Get a ring. Put it on his finger. Get sandals for his feet. Hey, we, we got to kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine who was dead has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. I want to invite everybody to stand right now. I want, I want us to... Bow your hearts and close your eyes in this moment. God is reaching with love. Not only to this 
student ministry, but he's reaching with love to this community. He wants to use real life, the men and women of real life who have been reached by the love of Jesus. He wants to use us to reach this world for his love. I want to close with this story. A year ago, we took many of you on a trip to National Fine Arts in Orlando, Florida. And it was a large group of students because real life, we got a really big team. Amen. Damien was with us, and um, I'll never forget because he was with some students in the hotel lobby. And uh, we, Jubilee and I were working to get everybody checked in, everybody settled. And, and um, the next thing we knew is we, we looked around, and Damien's nowhere. We're, at, we're asking students who he was with, like, where's, where's our son? And they're like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to the pool, right? So our son's nowhere. And I'm thinking in my father's heart, I'm like starting to get anxious. My heart's starting to get heavy. My son is not with us. And, and in that moment, I was like, all right, babe, let's, let's put our stuff up in the room and, and just stay calm. He's going to come back. He's, I, I'm confident he's probably just with Jonah because Jonah's crazy. And so we took our stuff up, and I put my stuff in the hotel room and started walking to the elevator. And the next thing I knew is my phone was ringing as I was proceeding to the lobby to search for him. And before I got to the elevator, my phone rang. And it was, or, it was an Orlando phone number. And I'm thinking to myself, once again, oh Lord, what's about to happen? And so I pick up the phone and my son, he's such a smart little boy. At age six, he had my cell phone number memorized. And my son, even though he had strayed away, even though he had left us intentionally, he had the courage to walk up to a total stranger and say, hey, I need to call my dad. Can I use your phone? And what happened, my son was calling for his father because he was lost. My son was calling. And you better believe, even though in the, in the moment, knowing that he had gone somewhere he wasn't supposed to go, even though he had left my protection, even though he had strayed away from, from being with the family, you better believe the moment that my son called me, I was right there. And as soon as I saw his little face, I wrapped him in my arms and picked him up and hugged him and squeezed his neck. And I said, I love you, son. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be scared. The insecurity that you felt being away from your father, you don't need that anymore. I'm going to protect you. We've got you from this point on. I promise you, you're okay. And he just, relief. Here's what the scripture says. It says, how then, if you who are evil can give good gifts to your children, how much greater then is the love of the Father for you? And how much greater are the gifts of the Father? So many of us in this room, the Father's love is reaching to you. And if you're willing to come home, the Father's love will reach you right where you are. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you've run from Him, if all you'll do is come home, His arms will be open wide. Matthew 17, 11 says, 
if you're, that's the, the scripture, if, if you who are evil can give good gifts, how much more? So tonight, my challenge with every head bowed and every eye closed right now, no one being a distraction, no one looking around. Tonight, it's a clear word. God's calling you. He's reaching to you with love. He wants you to come home tonight. No matter where you are or what you've been doing, you belong here. And the love of God is for you. The last thing I want to say, and then we're going to respond to this altar. We're going to respond to the love of God that has been pricking your heart tonight. The last thing I want to share is the Father got a robe. He said, get a robe, and the robe was to cover the dirt. Jesus died so that the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross would cover and forgive you of your dirt, would cover you of your sin. The Bible says that his righteousness covers our sin. His blood covers a multitude of sin, and we have been given by the grace of Jesus Christ the righteousness, robed with righteousness. So tonight you have an opportunity. If you're living in sin, you've been running and doing wild living. You've been like the sun and, and you're so spent because you've got nothing left and you're empty inside and everything in you wants forgiveness from all the things that you've involved yourself in. Tonight you've got an opportunity to be robed in the love of Jesus. The ring was given to him as new identity. The ring represented the family heritage. You don't have to be the person this culture is trying to get you to conform to. And the sandals were given to protect him from future harm. And this family wants to be that safe haven for you from this point on. So here's what we're going to do. They're about to lead us in this song. And I believe that there are many of us in this room tonight who need to come home to the reach of love from the Father. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to challenge you. Father, we thank you for this moment. God, we thank you that your love is so much more powerful than our failure. We thank you that your love is so much more powerful than our past. So God, in this moment, we thank you that you've called us to reach with love. In this moment, pray with you. If you've, if you've felt the Father's love calling you home and you want to come home tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, you know your relationship with God is strained. You've walked away from the family and you've been doing some things you know that you shouldn't be doing and you want to come home tonight. You want that forgiveness. You want that new identity. You want that protection. I want you to raise your hand right now and hold it high. Raise it high. Raise it high. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed, here's what's happening. Some of our leaders are about to hand you something. This is what we're going to do. It's a new day for real life. We're going to do something new with no distraction, no one looking around. It's just, it's a decision. It's a, it's a, a tool that we're placing in your hand. We want you to be able to talk to us. We, we don't just want you to walk out these doors and go back to normalcy. We want you to walk out these doors and know that you are loved by this ministry. So if, if you can fill out that card and just leave it in your seat, 
and let us know that you want to take seriously the love of God from this point forward. We're going to reach out to you with love and we're going to care about you. But right now, most importantly, if you raise your hand and held it high, I want to pray with you. So everyone in this room, let's, let's say this prayer loudly and proudly. Dear Jesus, I accept your love tonight. I thank you for reaching out to me with love. I thank you for Calvary's cross. I thank you for taking the punishment that I deserved. And now, Jesus, I thank you for washing my sin, for erasing my past, for giving me a new identity, for protecting me and embracing me as a part of your family tonight. I give you my heart. I give you my life. And from this moment on, I'm going to do whatever I can to stay close to your love, close to your family, close to the tools and the benefits that you've given me to live a life for you, Jesus. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what the father did. He said, let's kill something. Let's, let's party. And so here's what we're going to do. They're going to sing, and this is going to be a powerful song. It's simply this. Come to the altar. You've, you've got a situation. Maybe you are, are saved and going to heaven, or maybe you raised your hand and just got saved. Tonight is the night where God wants you to come just, just as you are. The, the son came as he was, filthy and smelling like pigs. And he said, you know what? The people in my father's house got it a lot better than I do right now. So let me come home. Let me come to my senses. And so if you know that God has something more for your life, you're dealing with a situation that you've tried to deal with it in your own strength, and you're done dealing with it on your own, and you're ready to give it to the father. It's time to come. And I, I promise you, you get bold at these altars and the Father's heart is going to be wide open. He's going to love you. He's going to do something significant. So Father, have your way in this place right now. Do what only you can do. Challenge, encourage, inspire. God, we rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. And right now, have your way as we open up these altars for a time of prayer. Come on, let's pray.
us, but, but I feel very strongly that there's individuals in this room who need a miracle tonight. I don't know what that means, but I know that there's people in this room. I, we got word as a leadership team just before service started that there was a young lady who used to attend real life, and her father was in a car accident, and he's fighting for his life. And I want to challenge you. I want to tell you tonight that when Isaac got in his accident, a group of real-life student ministry students and leaders began to intercede and pray and ask God to do the miraculous. And we watched where the doctors were saying he was unresponsive, be blown away at how Isaac was about to be dead and is now alive. And that's the God that we serve. And so I feel, I feel very strongly tonight. It's, it may not apply to what I just preached, but you're in this room and you need a miracle. Micah, I want God to heal you. I want seizures to be no more in your life. I want the power of God to touch the very fiber of your being. So if you're in this room tonight, maybe your parents are like what I shared and they're dysfunctional and the, the home is falling apart and, and they're on the brink of divorce and everything in you wants God to intervene. You need a miracle. I want you to come and we want to pray for you because God can do the miraculous. It says if we humble ourselves and pray, he will hear us from heaven and he will heal our land. And so tonight, I believe that's the last thing. God wants to reach out one more time and say, you want a miracle in your life? Then come after me. My love is here. My love is real. My love is powerful. My love is sufficient for your every need. So if you need a miracle tonight, get right now. Respond right now. Get out of that seat. Don't be scared or afraid of what anybody else thinks because God wants to do something powerful right now in this room, in your life. So I'm going to pray, and if you need to leave, you can be dismissed, but, but we're going to pray for the miraculous to close this service. Father, I thank you for every individual in this room right now. God, I pray that your blessing would go with them. God, this first week of school is not over, and we need strength from on high to finish this week. It's been a tough week, but God, your love will go with us. So Lord, I pray right now that the, the atmosphere of this room would begin to well up with faith. God, that the atmosphere of this room would begin to desire your Holy Spirit to transform us, to, to change circumstance. God, we ask right now that faith would arise. God, that we would begin to pray and seek your face like never before. And God, I pray that your love would reach us in our ever-present, you're our ever-present help in time of need, Jesus. So we're going to pray. If you need to leave, you're welcome to leave and be dismissed reverently, but I challenge you, if you're not up at these altars praying for something, you need to be interceding on people's behalf. God, we thank you for what's about to happen. We thank you for the miraculous that's about to take place in these lives. Let's sing it one more time, and let's worship our God. Let's go after him one last moment before we leave. Oh, come to 
the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, oh come to the altar, the Just believe.